This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we're back in with the panel topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. Before we get back into it, just an update on a new story uh, we may have been following. The Eaton Center shooter. Remember him, Christopher Husbands, back in June of 2012, down there in the food court, uh, fatally shot two individuals, was claiming PTSD. And uh, while that was accepted in part uh, as one of the reasons that uh, he might have been uh, prone to want to mete out street justice, he's still been found guilty of two counts of manslaughter. Not the more serious charges of murder in the second degree, but uh, two charges of manslaughter and... uh, that's an update on that file. Have to wait and see what the sentencing will bring, but uh, wanted to bring that to your attention. We'll update the news at the top of the hour. Back into it with our panel, Kevin Gadet, Alyssa Freeman, and Rocco Rossi. And quickly on this matter of the SNC-Lavalin scandal, uh, is it something because the election is in October and we're looking at, what, seven, eight months away, uh, <laughs> an eternity in political terms. Rocco Rossi, will this redound at that time in the run-up to the election? Do you think this scandal will still be on the radar at that point? Look, a- anything can happen. We still uh, need to hear from a number of the principals. And, uh, but as you say, it's an eternity from uh, an electoral standpoint. So it could be on to something else by then. Agree, Kevin? Well, for the most part, I do. I would just add... To Rocco's comments that, you know, the, the Trudeau brand is sunny ways, you know, wrap all of the things that Alyssa was referring to either that, that earlier, and it really got rolled up to a, things are sunny ways. And all of these types of scandals, whether or not the details of this scandal are remembered in the fall, all they do is add to bringing clouds over. So it's cloud, you know, the, the, the sunny way days are, are increasingly cloudy days, and it's just every new scandal is a new cloud, and we can argue how many clouds there are to this issue. It's not clear yet. He's such a poet. Yeah, he is. Uh, graphic occasional description. metaphor. Yeah, it was. It was wonderful. I thought you were going to do a little Judy Collins. Oh, yeah, clouds. <laughs> Don't let the sun. <laughs> Here's the key. Uh, you know, Gerald Butts having left now because everybody understood as the former head of the World Wildlife Fund of Canada, you know, ideologically, he's so predisposed to uh, fighting climate change. It's the principal plank in his ideo- ideological uh, quiver there. As we saw with Dalton McGinty here in the province, he was uh, largely responsible for the Green Energy Act. He goes to Ottawa. He's also driving the bus on that file. So now you've got uh, this court case in Saskatchewan where Premier Mo, they're along with Doug Ford here in Ontario and uh, Manitoba as well. They're fighting the case and they've got an interesting point they're arguing. They're not arguing about climate change per se. They're just saying we have provincial jurisdiction over how we impose a tax or any kind of a tax uh, regimen on um, our people. I'm asking you basically because this is playing out now on Ontario as a stakeholder in this. What do you think the core issue in this case is? The federal government's right and responsibility to ensure a policy to address climate change is enforced or the province's constitutional autonomy to decide for itself how best to address the issue of climate change, Rocco? Well, I've spent a little bit of time out in Western Canada in, in uh, recent months, and part of it is driven by this sense of unfairness. Uh, I think in their heart of hearts, they understand that the national government has the right to do things in the national interest and to drive the agenda in that way. And, you know, you even have someone like Rachel Notley, who was prepared to sign on to the carbon tax, um, but did so thinking it would give a social license and would also embolden 
uh, the federal government to use its powers to do another national thing, which is to drive the pipeline agenda and get the oil to tide water and understand that there's going to be a transition period and the rest. And yet, on the one hand, they say, okay, we're prepared to use national muscle and the national interest to drive a taxation agenda. But when it came to pipeline and moving east, they hear, well, Quebec said no, so therefore we don't do it. Right. Well, if that's the case, then if I in Saskatchewan or in Alberta say no to this tax thing, why isn't that work? All right. So a double standard in play. Uh, Kevin, quickly, do you think that the province has the uh, ultimate jurisdiction arguing in court that this is really their purview, uh, and so the federal government doesn't have a right to impose certain strictures on them when it comes to taxation carbon-wise? How do you see it? It's actually going to be a complicated decision for the the judge to undertake as to whether or not this falls under the provincial powers to deal with the environment, which are provincial powers, not, not federal, versus taxation policy in the national interest, which is federal power. So that's why it's actually a complicated legal question, which goes back, though, on the on the... On the political argument front, Rock was just right. The West continues to feel that they get screwed by Ottawa because they are. All right. Uh, Alyssa, thought on this one quickly? I have to agree with my co-panelists here. I mean, this is very, very complicated. And I just, but you know, when you, I think the reason that what makes it complicated and we feel that, that there should be some national oversight is that it is about climate change. And some people are more sensitive to the notion of that than others. So, you know, uh, a molecule in Ontario is the same as a molecule in another province. So, uh, you know, if there, if there is imbalance in how people deal with that, what does that mean for the country as a whole? So that's kind of what worries me as a Canadian. Well, that's the federal government's argument as well. Uh, so and the, I have to subscribe to that. I do, because it's something that worries me. I think it's something that affects us every day. And I understand that there's a lot of political machinations on what's good for one province. It can't be, why isn't it good for us? So I think it's a really tough decision, but I also worry what's happening with the whole issue in this country. Well, you know, it got raised the specter that, uh, well, you know, if Alberta opts out and they don't have a carbon tax, how would people in B.C. feel about that? You know, like they're uh, paying a penalty and so on and so forth. And yet, I loved it because the lawyer, uh, the provincial lawyer in Saskatchewan was basically saying that already exists, you know, where you have certain taxes on products and people cross the border to buy it cheaper, you know, in another province. That, those exist already. They, they do, but you add, as the Ontario government has been reminding people, the fact that, um, that we're, most of our trade is with the United States. Right. Um, and if you're trading against a jurisdiction are trading into a jurisdiction that doesn't have a tax that you've added onto your onto your businesses, you put yourself at a significant disadvantage. And that's part of the problem is, yes, we want to play a leadership role, but we don't want to do it stupidly when, when so many jobs and so much uh, is at stake for the country as a whole. Well, in other words, uh, let the province make its own decision how best to approach this whole idea of climate change and whether we want to tax people, regulate things. Uh, That's where I fall on that side of the equation. We'll see what the law says, uh, or at least this particular uh, appeals court out in Saskatchewan, because a lot of people say it's going to be kicked up to the Supreme Court anyway, so it's a a long time in being decided. We know where Doug Ford falls in that one. Doug Ford also uh, fell, uh, I guess, afoul of student 
associations the other day. I'm going to come back and uh, pose this question to the panel. (laughs) Are these student unions really comprised of, quote, crazy Marxists, end quote? Uh, And we'll also, speaking of crazy Marxists, Bernie Sanders is running for president (laughs) in the United States. There's a segue. Well, yeah. He announced that earlier today. And so uh, we'll pick up on that, too, as another topic worthy of discussion. (laughs) (laughs) With our panel, Rocco Rossi, Alyssa Freeman, and Kevin Gaudet. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.